Off the ball. GAA. I don't know, am I ever 100% but uh, just be be able to get through trainings without having a niggle or a little pain. Just being grateful to go play. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. OTB's Rugby Daily with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. Welcome to Monday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack. On the way, it was a disastrous weekend for France on the injury front. England lose a scrum half as well ahead of the World Cup. And Owen Farrell's participation in France hinges on a disciplinary hearing tomorrow. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. First today, France's worst fears were realised this morning when it was confirmed that Roman Entomac has suffered a ruptured anterior cruciate ligament. The out-half limped out of Saturday's 30 points to 27 win over Scotland in Saint-Étienne following a botched tackle on Finn Russell. Entomac had scored France's first try of the match but was forced off 15 minutes into the second half. The Toulouse number 10 will therefore miss the entire World Cup and likely a decent chunk of the season for his club as well. The France medical staff had been sounding positive notes up until last night but this morning's MRI confirmed the worst case scenario. Entomac posted a defiant I'll be back on social media this morning. His father Emile, a France legend in his own right of course, told AFP he felt it coming from the injury on Saturday. We are hoping for a pleasant surprise this morning but we weren't under too many illusions. It didn't look good. He had already taken blows to the knee and there he felt that it was not as normal even if the doctors tried to be reassuring in the dressing room saying that it didn't look too bad. There's also the feeling from your body which doesn't lie. Emile Entomac says they're still trying to digest the news and they're also still in shock. Bordeaux's Matthew Jalabert and La Rochelle's Antoine Hastoy are the two most likely to replace Entomac at number 10 during the World Cup. And there's also the option to move Thomas Ramos into the half-backs. There is further bad news for France as well, with Cyril Bay facing five to six weeks on the sidelines, which could mean he also misses the World Cup. The loose head suffered a calf injury early in the second half in Saint-Étienne and was replaced by Jean-Baptiste Gros. Should it prove a six-week absence, then it means, at best, that Bay could return for France's final pool fixture against Italy on October 6th. But Fabien Galtier must conjure with the idea of leaving Bay out of his final squad of 33, which is due to be confirmed next Monday. Tighthead Demba Bamba has been released back to his club Lyon this week after sustaining an ankle injury in last week's defeat at Murrayfield. Racing prop Thomas Laclayat has been called into the training squad ahead of next week's meeting with Fiji in Nantes. Anthony Gelange is also set to rejoin the France squad this week, five months after the back row underwent surgery on his own knee ligament issue. England scrum half Jack Van Portvliet has been ruled out of the World Cup. He requires surgery on an ankle injury sustained in England's win against Wales at Twickenham on Saturday. Van Portvliet was in contention to be England's starting scrum half in France, having started all five Six Nations matches this year. Northampton's Alex Mitchell has been called into the squad as a replacement. Mitchell replaced Van Portvliet in four out of five Six Nations games, but saw Ben Youngs and Danny Kerr picked ahead of him when the original squad of 33 was named for the World Cup last week. Further bad news could be lying in wait for Steve Borthwick and co. this week. Owen Farrell's participation in France is to be determined by a trio of Australians tomorrow. The England captain was sent off in Saturday's 1917 win over Wales at Twickenham for a no-arms shoulder challenge on Tane Basham. Farrell was initially sin-binned for the tackle, but saw that yellow upgraded to a red 
via the new TMO bunker rule. He'll appear before Australian Senior Counsel Adam Castleton and former Wallabies internationals John Langford and David Croft tomorrow. Previous good record is unlikely to be of any use to Farrell, who was suspended for three games earlier this season for a dangerous challenge on Gloucester's Jack Clement. He was given a four-game suspension but was able to play in the Six Nations after completing tackling school. A six-week ban seems likely here, meaning England's games with Argentina, Japan and Chile are all likely to be Farrell-less. Jacques Niener has poured cold water on suggestions that they've named a false squad ahead of the World Cup. Andrew Pollard and Lacanio Am are among those who were omitted from the 33 men named to defend the Webb Ellis Trophy in France next month. However, the out-half and centre are among five extra players who've travelled with the Springbok squad for their warm-up games with Wales and the All Blacks. With four scrum halves named in the box squad, it's led to some speculation that an injury to one of those players could lead to Am or Pollard parachuting in. But speaking before they left for the UK, head coach Nienaber says such theories are tosh and twaddle. I think there's lots of rumours flying around about the squad and about the injured players and we got this plot that we take four nines and we're going to get Andre in and stuff like that. And I think, I think one must start and explain it and will maybe take some time. If, if there's no injuries, guys, they will. this whole 33 will come back. And, and the thing about Andre, Andre is currently not injured. But under, uh, uh, in terms of his obvious injury, he trained with us now for two sessions. But, so he is still on his way back. Uh, how can I put it? And I, I tried to explain it the other day. Over the six years, and I don't want to get too scientific, but I think I'm going to do it but I understand how rumors play. So let's say a player X who plays in a position, fly off, lose forward. We've got six years of data. What he needs to do during a week to give us an opportunity to win on Saturday. And that might be metrics like how many kilometers he's covered. How much high high speed running has he done? High speed running is above five to six meters per second. How many acceleration and decelerations he needs to perform during a week to get him ready to perform physically on Saturday. And I think uh, if you look at Andre currently, he is probably at about 20-25%. He's only done two sessions with us. Uh, he done one attack session and one defense session with us. And it's almost like, uh, I don't know who of you are on this, but it's, it's, almost, okay, it's almost like I'm saying you need to run a comrades in three weeks. But listen. You only start three weeks before that, and you have to perform in that combat, and you can only train 10 k's a week. Will you make it? You might make it. You might. You might walk and make it. Yes, but it will be, it will be luck. You get, you get what I'm saying? That's why I say Andre is, the other two guys are injured. They, they, Luke is injured, he's got an injury, and he is still in the process of recovering from the injury. Then if he's recovered from the injury, then he'll go into, okay, return to play. Andre is recovered from the injury. He's now in return to play. But we can press him now and make him do 100% of, uh, he's probably doing 20, 25% of what a guy like Marnie or Gaza is currently doing, doing during a week, and then they play a test match. He's currently operating at about 25 30, maybe 50% at most. We can push him to 80, but I promise you, we probably the risk of us then losing him in the next three to four weeks, uh, it, it, it will be 80%, 90%. So it's a numbers game. 
Finally, Ireland have discovered their schedule in the new WXV competition. The new competition is designed to increase the competitiveness, reach and impact of elite women's rugby, according to the press release here. A Six Nations wooden spoon means Ireland are on the lowest rung, the third tier, and they'll play all of their matches in Dubai across a two-week span. Ireland begin against Kazakhstan on October 13th. Greg Beman's side will play Colombia eight days later and then will finish their pool against Spain on October 28th. Fiji and Kenya are also in Ireland's pool and the team at the top at the end of the fortnight will be promoted to WXV2 for next year. WXV2 itself takes place in Stellenbosch and Cape Town and features Italy, Japan, South Africa, Scotland, Samoa and the United States, while WXV1 is comprised of Australia, Canada, England, France, New Zealand and Wales. They'll play one another in New Zealand from October 20th to November 4th. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Daily Feed to get all of these podcasts first and indeed free in your feed. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you with thanks to Deliveroo on Wednesday when we should know the fate of Owen Farrell. Until then, thanks for listening.